Saturday, March 28th, March 28th, 1995, 25 years ago today, two very important rap albums came out someday for a uh, senior in high school, Chris Heller, at the peak of hip-hop culture. Big L's debut album, Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous, and Old Dirty Bastards debut, Return to the 36 Chambers, which, if I recall, was the second or maybe third um, solo Wu-Tang member album. You know, 36 Chambers came out in 94, and then, um, or 93 rather, and then uh, I believe Takal was the first, and then it was either Liquid Swords or... ODB, that was the second and third in some order. Anyhow, Big L, Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous. Big L, if you uh, know me, you know my fondness of this MC, taken from us way too soon in uh, 99, I believe. One of the greatest rappers I've ever heard in my life, like consistently in my in my top three of all time. I love Big L, and this album was where I um, first heard him. I mean, I might have heard him, you know, on some freestyles here and there beforehand, some mixtapes and whatnot. But you put this album on, and you know that this guy is just a special MC. And I wouldn't say the album is a classic start to finish. It is is excellent, don't get me wrong. Um, and it has some incredible peaks. But uh, the talent of Big L, the metaphors, the mic skills, the M, just like a pure MC, this guy was. Um, lyricist, flow, voice, just he's got really all the attributes. Um, I've never seen him like on stage commanding a room. My guess is he couldn't, he would fall short in that department where a KRS-One or Method Man excels, but um, always one of my favorites. And the album has Eight Is Enough, which is, uh, there's not a song that makes me happier every time it comes on. One of the most underrated songs of all time. It has The Graveyard with a young Jay-Z and a Lord Finesse and Big L. It's got a couple radio hits like um, Put It On, MVP, and uh, there's a lot of Let Him Have It L is a good one. There's just a lot of greatness on that album, and I highly recommend it if you're not familiar or if you just want to uh, recap. ODB, um, I did not get so deep into this album when it first came out. You know, 95, obviously, there was so much going on in the hip-hop world that you had to use your time management as a hip-hop fan was uh was crucial and odb as a singular mc to carry a record all the way through didn't do it for me you know the same time the same way like a uh busta rhymes is a good example that i always use like i'm psyched if busta's on any single song right like if he's a guest feature or there's a posse cut and busta's in it I see. I feel the same way about ODB, but start to finish, do I want to hear them through 13 tracks, eight of them, just them? Mm, never was my thing. And that, that's always how I felt about ODB. Like as a character and as a personality, he is an integral part of the Wu-Tang and of hip-hop culture. Um, and, and when I go back and do throw this album on, Return to 36 Chambers, like I'm totally into it. It just never was one that I fully immersed myself in and connected with. But you'll know plenty of the jams on there from Brooklyn Zoo to Shimmy Shimmy Ya. You know, some all-timers, of course. And ODB is a, an absolute legend. And, um, you know, it's always always fun to, to think back like, wow, 
25 fucking years. I was 18 and these two things just like popped into my life that day. And like, who knows what else happened? Like the next week might've been uh, Mob Deep, the infamous for all, you know, like, like it was just such an amazing time for hip hop. And like, you're going to have so many of these, wow, 25 years ago, then soon it's going to be 30 years ago and 40 years ago. And it's like, holy shit, God, where am I? Anyway, throw one of these in. I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Or, and, and obviously a, a, on a somber note, RIP to uh, both of these talented individuals.